Tours podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion, pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. All right. Where are we at? Uh, I don't know. What day is it? <laughs> Friday, <laughs> Friday the sixth. Only, only day two of the show. Yeah, Hunt Expo twenty four in the Bow Hitch booth. This is kind of a new environment for us. We're usually over at the the IA booth, but nonetheless, we're here supporting Simply Savage Solutions. Our motto Say that three uh, times fast. Simple Savage. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, my brother, something from Elk Calling Academy, Mister Michael Batiste. Always a pleasure, man. So I've been on you. I've been on you for an upgrade for some time now. You know, I had to work through some website design issues. I finally got all that wrapped up, taught you how to call, <laughs> help build your confidence. And yeah. here we are. Yeah, here, right? here, here a, we are. Here with we a are. new and improved. The new Elk and improved Elk Calling Academy. Yeah. Say that three times. Elk Calling Academy, Elk Calling Academy, Elk Calling Academy. <laughs> Heck, I can, I can do the opener from the old Wapiti Wednesday live Q&As, which are coming back for 2024. So the public ones. So, but yeah, I transferred everything over to a completely new platform, revamped the online course and, and kind of added a community section to it, which is kind of cool because members can go in and you, you know, we always hear that iron sharpens iron just as a man sharpens another. And that's that's what this community is intended for inside the online course is, man, come in and share your stories and, and talk about struggles. And, you know, there could be that one person that's like, oh, dude, I struggled with that, too. And and I, I, I just did this little tweak and it worked for me. And and so build off each other. And who knows? You know, I don't know how many times people talk about it. Man, it's really, really hard to find a hunting partner. There it is. There it is. Well, you know, when you, so when you talk about it, right, it, it, I, because you and I and who we are and our friendship, I immediately go safe space, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's really cool to hear that. Right. Because a lot of what we see is everyone shying away from getting that opinion or calling in front of someone else, or God forbid you get on a Facebook forum. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't give you that exposure, enough exposure or the reiteration or input from someone else that a call is good. A call is bad. This needs a tweak. Hey, that sounded really good. Yeah. So now you have that right. And man, the community aspect of everything we do is important, especially for that confidence building on the mountain. But you know what? We, we all started in the same place, right? Not a single person popped a diaphragm read in their mouth and, and was world champion quality right from the get go. It, it, it takes learning. And, and in fact, honestly, when I first started using a diaphragm read, I thought they were the dumbest things in the world. <laughs> I, I thought it did. And it's like, you know what? I'm fine with my Primo's Terminator and the blue snap on read and the 901 bite and blow cow call that sounds like an angry mush, Russian cow. But you, you know, it, it takes time to, to, to kind of learn. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny that you bring that up because, because I remember when I first joined Rocky Mountain Hunting Call staff and Rocky had me fly from Boise down to Portland. And then he picked me up and we went down to Salem, Oregon, because there was a great big elk event. And so he and I pull in the parking lot and we start setting up the table and I'm looking around. I'm like, holy crap, there's Al Morris and Dan Witness from HS. There's Jim Horn from Cremos. There's Ralph Moline from Avens. Holy crap. There's Larry D. Jo- oh, there's Wayne Carlton, <laughs> you know, and here's all these. 
And, and dude, we go out to dinner that night and I'm with all these legends. I didn't say a stinking word at that right. time. Why would you? And then, so to your point, we get back to the room that night, climb into the beds and Rocky's like, Hey, good night. And I'm like, good night. And he turns off the light and all of a sudden he turns the light back on. Hey, Michael. Yeah. You're nervous bark. I said, yeah. And he goes, sucks. Turns the light off, goes back to bed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laying there like, what in the, well, well, what sucks about it is, is it the pitch? And, and I think that's what a lot of people are afraid right. of is, is they're going to get that criticism. So they're afraid to throw you it have out it. there. Got to But man, I'll tell you what, if you get a group of like-minded individuals with the same mindset, the same goal set, the sharing of knowledge just becomes it flows. It's easier and then better. And the nice part about that is, right, is you're going to have different skill levels. Yeah. Right. So you're able to the guy that that broke the ridge, so to speak, a year ago could say, hey, I struggle with that. This is what I did. So now it's reiteration, different input. Right. And something's going to click along there. Right. Any, you know me, man. Oh, I'm yeah. a sucker for community. So anytime you can build that. Just phenomenal, man. It's it's yeah, next level. But, and it's kind of cool with the platform too, because a few things that I added, you know, there's there's comment sections underneath each video. So this is where it's kind of cool too, because you know, the individual joins the online course, they're going through the instructional videos. If they have a question or a comment or something, they can put that down below the video, but then they can choose for instructor only, which means I'm the only one that oh, sees wow. it, or they can throw it out to for the community everyone. for everybody to see. So if they have something they're struggling with and they're afraid to put it out there in the community, they have that option now that they can they can tag a question or tag something and only I see it. Oh. So so they still have that 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 cloak of security. So that I would and, and just for people listening, I would suggest asking the question to everyone because there's someone in the group that's going to have the same struggle that's scared to ask the question, mm-hmm. which is an I guess it's not odd, right? It, it's it's a confidence thing, but you're going to help them by asking that question. There's no dumb question on any ECA platform that I've ever seen, right? When when Western Contours was hosting the Wapiti Wednesdays via the podcast, that would people would DM me all the time. And I'm like, why are you DMing me? DM Mike, <laughs> right? Talk to Mike. Well, I don't want to. And it's like, no, that's the point of all this, right? The point is to build community, bring community. We all get better, yeah. right? And then we're pulling, what was it? Or what is it? 98? 97, 98 percentile. No, it's kind of, kind of slipped a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so last, last year on August 14th, we decided to go and switch and hunt an entirely new place. Okay, zero, so zero, zero scouting. But I did, I passed on two bulls. Now we moved camp probably five times, probably from the, from the place, the location of the first camp to where camp ended up probably 67 miles moving, but the last day, eight days of the season, so, I got on a 375, 380. I was going to say people listening, so. and that's wisdom. <laughs> you got some pearls dropped on you. So pay attention. <laughs> if, if there's, if you're not finding much elk in your area, don't stay, don't fall in love with the area. Well, that's, well, I don't know. <clears throat> falling in love with the area or is it a complacency or a laziness not to want to have to tear down the 30 foot wall tent 
pack up the trailer, throw the side-by-side or the quads back on. That's what I see. Guys are like, I'm not seeing nothing. I'm like, dude, we're in animals over there. And they refuse to move. But you look at it, and it took them a day and a half to set up camp. Why do they want to spend four days tearing it down? But even if they don't want to tear it down, well, you can go explore. Yeah. I mean, you can get in your truck, and you can drive 35, 40 miles down the road. Nobody wants to. That's what I'm saying. You're scouting. And, I mean, you cover so much more ground. I know. You go from this place with sparse small elk numbers to 35 miles down the road to good population, good bull to cow ratio. They're not bugling up here, but man, they're screaming down here. Why stay here? I'll take the four hours to tear down. I watched it last year. Okay. I watched it last year. There was, we, I, I set up my camp next to three buddies. I told them every day, dude, I saw five bulls today. We saw four bulls today. I called a rag in today. You want a rag? Here's your spot. And they never, ever, ever left the location. And they never, ever, ever had an encounter. Right? So it's like, well, what, do you, what are we doing when we're in the woods to hunt elk and we refuse to leave base camp? It's crazy. It's, whatever. It's, to each their own, it's fucking crazy to my well, and that's that just shows your commitment to it because everybody's at different commitment levels. I mean, some people, you know, it's it's a break to take a week off from work and get away from the family and and have some time some, with some friends. And if they get an elk on the ground, it's 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 a bonus, right? But other people, you know, those are the people that are investing in themselves. They're studying. They're not only shooting their bow and getting themselves in physical condition, but they're also sharpening their mind and learning, you know, elk behavior and the different sounds and, and all that. But then you have kind of that person that's in the middle. They, 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 they kind of want to, because they see the success of this group over here. They know they don't want to be in that group. They kind of want to be in this group, but they kind of only got one toe in the pool. Right. And it's like, but what's kind of funny about those guys, and I've seen this time and time over all the years, is those guys are the ones that with the toe in the pool, as soon as they do a little bit of investment in themselves, skyrocket. And they see that first response. Yeah. They see, they they see that level of of call-ins, level of commitments just tick up just a little yep. bit. Man, those are the guys. That then all of a sudden they ramp up. They are all yeah. in. They yeah. just they go, and it's like you said, to each your own. Everybody's at their own different levels. But I'll tell you what, elk hunting is a heck of a lot of fun when you really, really learn about the elk behaviors and the vocalizations. And so, so fun. talk a little bit about the continued education, right? And and everybody makes assumptions that. If you're out in the woods or if you've been in the woods for 20, 30 years, 40 years, batting a 96, 97, 98 in those years that the learning stops. No, you it's continual learning every year because you'll be amazed. In fact, I don't know how many times I'll be sitting there and I'll do something on the mountainside. And all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, I used to do this 10 years ago and man, it was effective. And then you start going. Why did I stop? Why did I go away from this? But but also, too, I mean, you know, in today's age, the popularity of elk hunting is just growing tremendously. You have more and more people in the woods. Elk behavior is changing a little bit from that. You have, you know, predator population. Wolves just got reintroduced into Colorado. So you have all these factors in here. So it's it's a continual involvement and education and and growing and the biggest thing and this is this is where a lot of new elk hunters 
kind of struggle and fail is they have one approach. And that one approach is they're like, you know what? I, I, I know this. This is all I need. It's going to work. And it will work in the right situation. Right. Because every encounter with an elk is different. And that encounter with that elk is going to be different from day to day, hour to hour. Yep. I mean, you could have a bull in a morning that is basically just locating and advertising for cows. That then in the afternoon, he's Rocky Balboa ready for the 12th round. So, and, and if, you, if you don't have that ability to adjust or understand your foobar. That's where, that's where the frustration comes in, right? So if you're, if you're, if you're not diversified in your skill sets, abilities, and then your confidence isn't well-rounded in all that, you get to that situation and you're frustrated because you can't figure it out because you focused on what worked all the time used to, you're screwed. Yeah. Right. And the frustration is the worst thing on the mountain, man. I watch guys go, I got a 12 day trip and it's day six, day seven. Oh man, I'm going home. My wife needs him. And it's like, man, your wife don't need you at home, bro. She doesn't even want you there right now. You're tired of getting kicked You're, in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's the cool thing about it, too. You, you can be on a 12-day hunt, and you're getting your teeth kicked in for 10 and a half, 11 of those days. And then all of a sudden, day 12 comes along. 30 seconds. Around, <laughs> a, around a bend on a trail. Yeah. Pop up over the top of the ridge. And then all of a sudden, it turns into one of the best elk hunts you've ever, ever been on. Yep. And it's, it's amazing that you have that. Now, one day out of the 12 was phenomenal. But you forgot all about Everything those else. And, but And here's the bad part with that, because a lot of people will forget about all those 11. But you know what? There's a lot of learning you can in pull those, from those oh, 11 days. If you're in the woods like you're supposed to be, in my opinion, from dark to dark, mm -hmm. there is a lesson in almost every single second of that day in, in evidence, in what you heard, what you saw, what you smelled, the wind, the turbulent. Eh, it is when you stop, and this is one of the things that's been phenomenal for me over the last, you know, three, four, five years of saying September's mine and, and stand on the mountain is the amount that I've learned to stop and gather, even with that amount of days, but valuing each and every second yeah. has been absolutely amazing. So I was going to flip the script on us. I, I think I still am going to. So I want to talk about Western Hunt Fest a little bit and your involvement in that. Okay. I got a commitment, <laughs> which I'm pumped about, right? And so, you know, we're going to be in Reno. Yep. Uh, Mike's going to join us at Western Hunt Fest. He's going to be one of our educators for the Reno shoot this year. And we'll move him around next year and do our circle. And then hopefully we'll be up in Idaho next year, somewhere close, uh, and have you a part of that. Sweet. So looking at the shoot, man, looking at the event, uh, and I told you it was a perfect fit <laughs> and, and that education piece. So talk up a little bit about what does it look like for Mike Batiste, Elk Calling Academy, to do a live seminar yeah. Q&A? Uh, so basically kind of what I talked, what, what I've been thinking about, what we're going to do down at the seminar is, is I, I'm going to focus on the versatility of calling. And, and it, it's kind of funny because I'm going to start it off with a couple of tests of the emergency elk calling network. And, and remind you, this is, you, you guys remember those in school, the old, this is a test of the emergency broadcast Ladies system. Gentlemen, you know, we're so, two more free corn and I don't better bring your green beer with the person trying to look around the elk. Dead eye outriders, two more free corn. So, so yeah, I, I, I want to start with a test because I, I kind of want to see the group that we have, you know, new callers, 
maybe right. somebody with a little bit of experience. But also, too, I'm going to throw out some scenarios there. And, and it's going to be a test. And, and I'm not going to tell what the questions are right now. But based on the responses, and, and you'll, you'll be able to see, if it, you'll see who's new and has that one approach. Because they're going to answer the same way to each question. Then you're going to have that group that has their toe in the water. And then you're going to have the group that has invested in themselves. Right. Yeah. And so and then we're going to go into the versatility and just kind of adjusting. And, and biggest thing is, you know, that that Q&A, that live Q&A there. Give people a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a safe space to be able to ask questions. You know, the one thing that I love during seminars is for people to talk about situations that they ran into in the woods. And because because that is where you can get a lot of information. I mean, I've I've done sports shows for years. And, and I remember when I was tied with call companies and man, you'd bugle. Somebody would walk by and they're like, you do that in my area and the elk run the other way. I love it when people say that because then I'm going to go have a conversation. And nine times out of the 10, it's just a bull that's heading to the bedding area that's advertising and saying, hey, I'm right here. Come with me. Right. So but it's but it's those simple things. And and, and that's that's going to kind of be the main focus down there in Reno. And then then, of course, you know, I'll I'll have the the 10 by 10 pop up with the booth there that people can come by that maybe they didn't want to ask the question or something in the group, which I encourage them to, because like you said, there could be three other people with that same. Oh man, I I haven't seen or been a participant or speaker in something and not have one question affect five, 10 people in it, right? It's, it's always, it's always that build on that knowledge base. That's uh, just absolutely phenomenal. I'm excited. I'm I'm oh, I I'm excited wait. to to go down. In fact, I'm I'm pulling part of my hunting partners with me because yeah. you know we we always could do big camping trips on Memorial Weekend, and I told those guys, hey, why not why not just pile in the truck and go down? I said you guys can shoot. I'll do the seminar in the booth, and I may sneak out on a few targets with the bow, and but just bring a group down. We're we're looking forward to it. It'd be really cool to see. Hint hint. It would really <laughs> be really cool to see a scenario in that seminar with the hunting partners uh, and how that functions. Cause I think there's a lot of misses that I've seen and been a part of when it comes to the partners yeah. and their expectation and where they're at with it. And the miscommunication mm-hmm. of those scenarios that we put on as, as you know, group hunters or whatever. So, you know, Bryce, Bryce and Brandon who are going down with me. They're, they're, they're kind of the, the quiet type. So they, they like to kind of sit back and great, great guys, great hunters have a ton of fun with them. You know, if they're comfortable with getting up there, uh, that would be awesome. We could, we could do a lot of fun stuff with that. Brandon is, is, you know, Brandon, I mean, when I first started hunting with his dad, Brandon was a kid. And even though I was talking to Bryce, Brandon, he was listening. listening. And, and, you know, I, I remember a few years back, he, he surprised me. I mean, he's over there doing some cow calling that, dude, I was thinking there was an elk over there. Heck yeah. And, and I was getting, and, and and then, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, he and, he and I teamed up and, and we did a tandem breeding sequence with a, with a two bull scenario. Dude, we took a quiet forest and all of a sudden then had six bulls that were shooting. That's the best. And he and I were having so That's much thinking and we were feeding off each other. And, and we do this kind of stuff on, on quiet days. We'll feed off each other. And, and it's almost like, hey, mimic me. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to the point where I'll pull out some of my competition sounds. And he's going after him. Oh, he's going after him. Or he's sitting there with his dad and those two will 
tandem bugle at the same time, basically, okay, buddy, here's a two bull. Let's see you do that by yourself. So, yep. but, but yeah, if I can get, if I can get those guys involved, that, that'd be really, really yeah, that'd cool. Be really cool. And, and they're, they're down here at the show with me and, and we'll see, yeah, I'll try to talk them into that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So, you know, I always have that kind of one question, right. And, and one of the things that I've been hearing a lot and I hear it all over the place and you see memes and posts and stuff on it, but, but I'm to the point with, you know, with what we do in the Elkwoods and you hear people frustrated, right? And I'm like, no, man, you gotta, you gotta redefine what failure is. Mm -hmm. What's, what's your message to people about redefining failure or you're looking at failures? So failures are going to happen. I mean, if you look at the odds of elk hunting, it's one elk every six to seven years. And most success rates in units are anywhere from six to 10%. So that's meaning anywhere from 90 to 94% are going to fail, but it's your mindset. You can either chalk it up as, oh, I failed, drop your head and sulk your shoulders, or you can sit there and find out why. Why is the number one question that you can ask? Why did this bull hang up? Why did he not come in? Why, why, why? And, And if you approach any of those, any day out in the elk woods, any encounter, they're all not going to go your way. But if you start asking that why, then all of a sudden you can start check, checking these things off the box. Right. And putting them in the memory banks for that next occurrence of that situation. Exactly. Right? Because it's going to happen again. Well, then you can find maybe there's a common denominator that you're doing in your setups right. that they don't like. And so then, yeah, you can, you can teach every success. There's a lesson to be learned. Every non-successful call in, there's lessons to be learned. Every season, there's lessons to be learned. Right. Never and, once did he said failure, right? Because <laughs> that's that's the problem, man. Is everybody's like, oh man, I, you know, I got my butt kicked, I failed, you know. And it's like, no, man, you got to look at the, uh, it's, you got to look at those those little wins, man. They were all little wins, and and sometimes, I mean, I found myself there where I have to pay attention to them, <laughs> right? Because I'm I'm sitting on that stump, I'm defeated, I'm ready to throw my bow up. Last season. I was ready to throw my bow off a cliff chasing that big bull, dude. I mean, there was two days where, I mean, everything in me, not to grab it by the stabilizer, <laughs> and rear back and it. huck it. And then I'm like, I'm seven miles back. Yeah. I'm going to be so pissed off if I do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a mental game. And that, uh, again, that's one thing that, that a lot of people really don't, don't work on is, is the mental game. I mean, elk hunting is hard. I mean, they live in rough country. It's physically demanding. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And, and it's one of the things that I joke about too is, is, you know, I carry a lot of different reeds. I have my favorites, right? But I always Same. joke about those favorites are like children. There's going to be a day that that child is going to misbehave. Right. That reed is not going to do what you want it to do. Right. So you need to take it out. You need to put it in the reed pouch and you and need to kind of put that reed in timeout. Yeah. And you need to make it think about its behavior things. And, and so, so, but that's just, that's just those good days yeah. and bad days. You're, you're going to have days where every decision you make is the right one. Right. And then you're going to have days where it's like pouring gasoline on a fire, no matter what you do. But you know what? You're out in the woods. And honestly, if you're out in the woods focusing on everything is the whole, the sights, the sounds, the smells, smells. the collective, I mean, just everything about it. Yep. You will enjoy your time out there so much more. You will learn so much more and elk hunting will become more and more enjoyable and you will catch that, that bug. Damn right. So 
Where can they find ECA? Check out the new offerings and features. You bet. So it's it's elkcallingacademy.com is the website. And, and what's kind of funny is, is the website is just a single page now that is devoted to the online course. It talks about everything within the course, what you're going to find inside, has some testimonials from students that have gone through it. And then, you know, basically once you get in there, the other thing I changed this year too is, is everything in the past has always been an annual membership. So I changed it this year. Now the Elk Calling Academy, the, the, the Elk Calling Mastery Blueprint is a one-time payment of $129 and you get lifetime access. Oh, damn. Now, it doesn't include the Wapiti Live Q&As anymore. The Wapiti Live Q&As are an add-on that you can add on, and that's $19.99 a month. But if you just want the Elk Calling Mastery Blueprint, $129, lifetime access. Right now, there's 61, 62 videos in there, and I'm still... Adding, adding four. Two. That's badass. So, and, and one of the things that, that I told myself in this one is, is I want to add videos as things progress, as, as, as things change, as predator population grows, as the hunting population grows, and we have to adjust. So it's not that you're going to get this lifetime access to the same thing that is going to be the same forever. It's going to have its ebbs and flows as we experience in the woods. Right? Yeah, there's there's going to be new videos, you know, coming in there. But but yeah, I just I just kind of decided, you know what? Let's just let's give everybody lifetime access. Yeah. My wife thinks I'm a little crazy for making lifetime access. I think that's I think uh, it's invaluable, and I'm glad to see it. I mean, it's been on the horizon for a little while, right? There was some tweaks and stuff, and you were kind of right on the cusp of it. But I'm happy to see it get knocked out of the park, brother. The new, the new layout, I, I mean, just the flow of it over on the left-hand side, it, you know, you have all of the, you, you know, it starts with getting started where I talk about how to position a diaphragm rig, get foundational drills, and then it goes into cow sounds. Now, here's the other thing too, is the thing that I added in the course now is on your cow sounds, there's a chapter specific or there's one section specifically for diaphragm rigs on the cow sounds. Then there's another section specifically for external calls. Oh, wow. Yeah, and same yeah. thing on the bull sounds. So if somebody, because there's a lot of people that can't use a diaphragm read because of, of allergies or an extreme gag reflex, but they have not had any resources to teach this stuff to. I had a guy come up to me today and says, I'm looking for you. I've been looking for you. Who can you point me to? I need a call that doesn't require a diaphragm. He said, I've tried for two years and I haven't gone on an elk hunt yet because of it. So you know, you walk them to the right place yeah. and there's the call. So yeah. good deal, my brother. Appreciate Glad it, to man. have you in, on the Western Hunt Fest docket. It's, it's going to be a great time. Always going to be a great time. Sit down and catch up and see you face to face. Oh, uh, and I'm glad I can hanging out with you. Glad I can help you build this up <laughs> to where you're confident and, you know, moving forward with it all. Uh, so. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you guys check it out. ECA, I'll call an academy online and on Instagram. Go check him. See you guys. <laughs> hey.